Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and this week on the podcast, we have Candace Dillard-Bassett from The Real Housewives of Potomac on Bravo, which finally returns on Sunday, July 11th at 8pm. There's going to be a 75-minute supersized episode. Like, you don't understand. Like, Potomac, it just, it just, it's my favorite franchise at this point. Like, it has surpassed Roni, it has surpassed all the other ones. I love my housewives, but Potomac... Maybe it's because I'm a DC native. Maybe it's just because this cast is so effing amazing. Like, I'm obsessed with Atomic, and I'm so excited for it to be back. And it was so fun to have Candace on. I didn't get to talk to her last season. But we talked about everything under the sun when it came to Potomac in season six and the darkness of last season. You know, this season she's going to focus on her music career. So we talked about that. She's a huge single launch coming out, music videos, the whole nine yards. It sounds like she has a lot of stuff in the pipeline. We also talked about the Giselle and Jamal of it all and sort of where that stands, how she is as Giselle's friend in that in that capacity. The quote-unquote rumors about Wendy's husband, Eddie, and where those came from. Why Candace and Ashley can't seem to get along. We talked about a lot of different things. We also talked about that amazing Nicki Minaj, Potomac for Life trailer that they dropped. Like, you guys, I'm obsessed. I've watched it 5,000 times. We, the list goes on. We talked about Rihanna watching the show. We talked about the Telfar photo shoot. We, we mentioned it all, and, you know, we had a lot of fun during this interview, and I think you guys will enjoy it, and I'm so excited for Potomac to be back, but in the meantime, keep listening for my interview with Candace Dillard-Bassett, and tune in to the premiere of Real Houses of Potomac on Sunday, July 11th at 8pm for a 75-minute episode. Oh, and obviously, please rate, review, and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, so we are here with Candace Dillard Bassett from Real Houses of Potomac. Candace, how are you? I'm so excited for the show to come back. It's good to see you on this lovely summer day. It's summertime, honey. I know. I'm feeling the summertime. I feel like we're finally around that corner where it's just like we're here. We're Do here. you have cicadas? So I'm you- so I am in New York and we don't have the cicadas, but I was at home in DC and we did have the cicadas, obviously. Candace. Oh <laughs> my freaking hell. Like so you can, this is like our breakfast room and our house backs up to a nature preserve. Oh my God. So you're, so you're in it, you're in it. And they would die of a porch right here. They would just come in like smack into the window and die. There were like 50 of them dead on our back porch. And I, I don't know what it is, but I just like, I'm deathly afraid of them. I've never yeah, seen them It's creepy. It's creepy. The noises they make. So I didn't really go outside. And now they're kind of, they're dissipating significantly. And like, I maybe see one. Where you're coming, now, see, like, you're, you're coming, you're coming out of hibernation, just like they came out of hibernation. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so yes, it's really summer for me. I'm going to be out in the streets playing around. Oh cicada free. I'm obsessed. Yes. Well, so I think I, maybe like a week ago, maybe a couple of days ago, I've obviously, I've been excited for Potomac to come back since you guys started filming. But the, yeah. the thing that really, really got me was the Nicki Minaj Potomac for Life <laughs> trailer. I don't, the way that that just came out of left field in the best possible way. Like, can yes. you please explain how that came about if you know anything about it? No. I have no idea. So <laughs> we uh, we shoot our interviews, our confessionals, uh-huh. and it's like once a month or so they'll bring totally. us in to sit for like four hours. And a lot of times they'll have us do certain press things while we are sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. So I'm there, and our EP Eric is like, "Here, we're gonna do this," and I'm like, "What is this?" There was no time to prep. I didn't get to like wet my whistle or nothing, child. <laughs> it was like, go. So. I had like five minutes to kind of 
read because everybody knows that song right, right? like the chorus exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so we were, I was just kind of like learning the lyrics to the beat of the song and it was kind of like a lot of tongue twister moments so I'm like okay let me do this one more time one more, one more time right right three times in practice and then you know you just kind of go with it and they had the words up like on a prompter okay yeah for those of us who just couldn't catch on and we, we just did it so I'm like okay I hope this looks good because it turned out I, so well Candace. It did. When I saw it, I was like, what? Like, we was, look like we're actually singing the song. Yes. A hundred percent. Now I'm like, now I'm just seeing Potomac for life, Potomac for life in my head. Yes. Like, I could, I could have Potomac for life. life. Hey. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's yes. so good. I, my only complaint is like, they could have gotten like you to, to do it. You know what I mean? To, to actually. You know what is so funny? When it started, I was the first one to start the lyrics. Uh-huh. For a second, I was like, is that my Did voice? they somehow get you, right? <laughs> what? What? Because I they didn't explain to us exactly how right, right. they were going to make it work. I love it. But no, I for a second, I was like, that sounds like me. But I am not a lyricist in that way. That is not mm -hmm. my ministry. I'm a singer now. Album okay. dropping soon, single dropping soon. But no, but lyricist, no, I'm not a rapper. So that was- okay. <laughs> and but it, it also must feel good I, I think I saw I don't know if Nikki necessarily like I hope she watches but she commented on Wendy's post she of it did. and then and then Rihanna obviously watches the show she, she has made that known yeah. by following certain people it must feel good to like have some of this like attention from some of the most major people like in the entire world you know like it's pretty awesome it's surreal in like the craziest way because I mean yeah Rihanna is an icon, icon. she's Literally, as a singer and as someone who is putting music out right now, I will sometimes say, like, why wasn't I Rihanna? Like, everything about <laughs> her music, her lyrics, the type of music that she puts out, her vibe, her brand is just, it's, it's right. magic. Yeah, incredible. it's so everything. I'm obsessed with her. And it just is so freaky that she watches our show. It, I almost want to go hide because I'm like- Right, it's almost, it's almost like, oh my God, like knowing that she, that her eyes yeah. are on you, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I almost can't even handle it. Yes. I love it. When I saw Nikki comment on Wendy's um, post, I, I also lost it. That was No, that's, it, it's it's two icons right there. And let, I mean, let, let's talk about your music career because that's, that's teased a little bit in the trailer. We have not seen the final, the first episode yet. But you say in, in the trailer, we find out that Chris is now going to be your manager and we see you rehearsing for certain yeah. things. Talk to me about yeah. kind of the decision to take him on as a manager and sort of how that's going to potentially go. Because it seems like there's going to be a little bit of like drama in there. So first things first, he is my husbander. Husbander. Okay. Chris yeah. Jenner is shaking for momager. It's husbander. <laughs> yes. So when... I guess like maybe three years ago, we hired um, some people on our team to do certain things to kind of help mm -hmm. me get my name out. And they weren't really doing the best job. And Chris was kind of like on the side, just, you know, being a supportive husband, just mm -hmm. making sure that everything was what it was supposed to be. And he ended up saying to me one night, you know what, like these people are not doing what we need them to do. I can do this for free and you don't for free. Like don't you don't pay me, right. pay somebody uh -huh. to do it. You know, I'm just like making calls and making sure that you're set up and we can just do it this way until we get to the point where we're able to find someone that can really take over. What ended up happening was I'm the kind of person that does not trust a lot of people to be that close to me um, and working in such close proximity to me. Yeah. I really only trust like my mom, my sister, my husband, 
and Jesus. Okay, that's that's it. Outside of that, it's like I don't I don't want you in my. It's like you're out until you're really in. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it became I almost became like attached to having Chris speak on my behalf because he knows me. He knows when I'm in a good mood, when I'm in a crappy mood. He knows how to speak my language. He knows how to kick me in the butt when I need it. He's just he's he's my protector. And so it just it worked in a way that, you know, we didn't need to change it. And now we do have, I do have another publicist. I have a music manager. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, producers, I have a team, but Chris will always in some way exist in that role. Like he, he can't leave and he doesn't, he doesn't want to, if it became a thing where he was like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. I would obviously. And you could find somebody, right? Exactly. Yeah. But he and my mom and my sister like know me the best. But I know, I think that makes total sense because like you look at so many other like established pop stars and, and recording artists who have had either their moms or their dads or other yeah. people in their in their life mm-hmm. manage them. And I think what you talked, what you spoke to just about like the, honestly, probably just the trust. Cause like you yeah. do put so much trust in some of those decisions to make. And so I think it makes perfect sense, but yeah. it's obviously, I feel like you also probably have to fall, fall into the right dynamic Oh yes, there outside are of the personal, yeah. There are moments and you will see some of them <laughs> where we you know we bump heads and I have to adjust my expectations and we have to kind of figure out what the boundaries are as far as when we're talking about business versus when we're talking about you know family stuff yeah Uh, you also get to see my mom who she just moms are haters like mom (laughs) and Dorothy's done a fair share of hating on you I have to say (laughs) hating on me so she but she's also just she's very protective of me of course and she wants the best for me so she's like well you need to be careful Candace because you know Tamar and Vince Vince was her manager and he was stealing and just like just just bringing bringing things out of the work that have nothing to Mary J. Blige's husband was stealing from her. I am not Mary J. Blige. What are you saying to me right now? Like she just, she pulls things from the right. pop culture and wants to just apply them to apply my- Apply them to you, right. No, ma'am. Right. ma'am. <laughs> yeah. and, and so you, you tease up getting a, a new single coming and I was, I, was, I was bopping to I See You when I was preparing for this interview. So what is, what's next for you in the music realm? And like, what's, what can we, when can we expect to hear a new song? So- a lot of crazy, fun, amazing stuff is coming for me with music. You do get to see a significant part of that um, journey played out this season, which I'm very excited amazing. about. It was a lot. It was a lot. We shot two music two music videos in one week. Um, we had some bumps and bruises with videographers and and like just the the team was like adjusting and figuring things out but you see me in the studio i am releasing my first single on 7-eleven there we go i mean that's Uh hello perfect so and you'll get to kind of see the journey of that single being made and that visual being made um my album is dropping in august we haven't released the date yet but Um, we're working on that. I'm rehearsing for live performances and live shows. Funny enough, I actually am probably going to end up doing, as a part of one of my live performances, a Rihanna cover. So I mean, come I on, get, get, get those Bad Gal Riri eyes back on you, Candace. Come on. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. So, yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm really nervous, but really excited mm-hmm. to be 
giving birth to something, not a baby yet, (laughs) but, but but part of your, part of your, your career. And I feel like, I feel like this has been ever since you've been on the show, I think that it's been clear that this has been part of your aspiration. And I think to see it come to fruition in some sort of way is, is, is cool. And I feel like it's kind of like, we're reaching a certain point in that journey with you. And that's, that just shows how long you've been around with us, you know? And I think it's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it really, and when I look back and think about how far I've come from my first season to now we're in season six, which is insane. It, it's, it's like nostalgic, like, oh, yeah. thinking back, like what it was like to be hazed in the beginning. <laughs> um, and, and just to see that music has always been a part of who I am. Yeah, for sure. And, and to now get the chance to prove myself as a real artist, um, not just I'm, I'm not here to make bops. I'm not here for a good time. I'm here for a long time. Yeah, for sure. And I really want the respect of the industry. And I know that that's going to take really grinding and putting in work and being a mm-hmm. freshman. Yeah. And that's that's what I'm doing. And you've been in that position before on, on Potomac. Yep. And, I, and you sort of you sort of just mentioned now sort of like what it's thinking back to that season when you were the rookie and you were and people gave you like you were given a really hard time by your castmates and but I but I I remember you coming back for that next season and you sort of clearly having learned from that first season that you had on the show and so I would just love for you to talk a little bit about sort of like just your journey on the show obviously last season was a really tough one for a lot of people and and mostly yourself but just I mean you've had such a up and down mostly up journey, I think on the show, but I would just love to hear from you just reflecting on that a little bit. I, I almost don't have the words because mm-hmm. this experience and this platform is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that, you know, you can, you can dream, like, I guess you can dream it up, but it's not something that you think is gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting and watching the first season of Potomac and I was a viewer because, you know, I, I live in the Washington DC area. Mm-hmm. I grew up around Potomac. Um, we had, my family was actually stationed at an air force base that's in Maryland. And we had friends and family that lived in Potomac. So as a child, I was going, mm-hmm. you know, to, driving down river road to go see yeah. my uncle. Product of the area. And, yeah. 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 So it's, it was so crazy to see, the only the second iteration of women of color to have uh, a show on the housewives platform. And that was really mm-hmm. exciting. And then of course, because it's in my area, I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch this. I want to see what these girls are talking about. Uh-huh. And then I knew Ashley from the pageant world. So it's like, Oh, I know her. And then I remember sitting with Chris and saying like, what, what, what where was I when they were kept? like, I, why not me? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And I literally spoke it. I spoke it because the, I think a year and a half later, the, I was being reached out to, to, you know, to join the ladies. And uh-huh. it, it was just a surreal feeling. But it's, it's such a blessing because you do, if you come in with a set of goals and you come in with a trajectory, the, the beauty of this network is that they want to uplift and empower women. It's a, yeah. it's a franchise about crazy, ambitious, ridiculous, smart women. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't really even explain like how grateful I am to the network for 
even wanting to follow my music journey, wanting to follow me. You also get to see me doing some of my acting and going on auditions and self-taping for things because we're still self-taping because we're still in quarantine. Uh-huh. Um, but it's just it's just really amazing to 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 watch my journey through the eyes of the people that really kind of shape shape my journey. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and just watching me grow on TV, watching yourself on TV. It's really weird and unique to watch yourself on television. Like watching me argue with my husband, watching me fuss with my mom. You don't get to see that. And that really shows you, it's the, it's the ultimate mirror, right? To yeah. get to see yourself fight and say, well, maybe I need to be nicer or maybe I need to be tougher or maybe I need to learn when to be quiet or maybe I need to, you know, give them, give them some more of my finger or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. You kind of get to see yourself and learn to adjust based on the way that you come across on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've interviewed, I can't even, I can't even count the amount of the housewives that I've interviewed over the years. And like, but that, what you just said is a lot of people have said similar things to what you just said, which is like, you know, people can think of these shows in a negative light and I don't, but like that, that, that mirror, that, that it, it really can, if you, if you think of it in the right way, it can be sort yeah. of like a, like a living learning lesson for yourself and a way to self, to improve yourself. And I think that yeah. that, it, not everyone may, maybe takes it that way, but I think like, oh. if you think about it in that, in that capacity, it's actually really rewarding for you. And I think, absolutely, yeah. 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 You really have no idea. I think the, the gift and the curse of our viewers and our fans is that they have no idea yeah. what really goes on. Mm-hmm. And you think you do, but it's it it's it's a big shoe to walk yeah, in. And it's a sure. lot of responsibility and it's a lot of it's a lot. It's a mm-hmm. lot, you know, on all fronts. But at yeah. the end of the day, it's it's a huge blessing. And you know, I'm I and I just I love the way that I'm I'm able to to chart my own path absolutely for everybody to see it's yeah really it's really amazing yeah so so candace we have we have season six coming on july 11th which is like again like we, we you and i've been watching since the beginning so i'm sort of like the fact that we're in season wow. six is kind of crazy yes. and obviously last season was a really tough year for you and it was filmed a while like it was filmed two years yeah. ago so so we've and we don't need to, i don't want to rehash it like we've just been talked out but i'm curious for you going into filming and for season six what was your headspace like in terms of like, let's move forward. Let's not rehash it. Let's, yeah. let's go from here. Like what, where was your head at, at the beginning of filming for season six? Um, well, the, I was in a, I was in a couple of places. I mean, I think for sure I was still coming off of being really depressed and mm-hmm having a lot of anxiety about just not being able to control a narrative that was just clearly um, malarkey. It was clearly just a lot of craziness. And um, I, I had a lot of really good talks with some of the girls. I had really great talks with the network. They were very supportive of me. Good. Um, they really, made sure that I was okay. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to make sure that I was okay. You know, all that aside though, you just, it can be triggering just to go back into a space that when you came out of that space, you were, you know, and sh- disheveled, emotionally disheveled. That makes sense, yeah. 
Yeah. So I, I, I had a, I had a little bit of apprehension and a little bit of um, just the unknown is very frightening for, for humans, for people in general. And it was a lot of unknowns. What was, you know, what was going to happen? Um, how would people respond? How, how, what's the morale of the group as a whole? Because right. I, the life was sucked out of the group and the morale of the group was just damaged. Um, and I, I felt like in a little bit of a way, I had a responsibility to help repair that. Hmm. Um, so I, I had a lot of feelings and, you know, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of positive and a lot of negative, but I think that, you know, when, when you, when you get rid of negativity, it makes it easy to move forward. And we were, we all, the cast that you will see in season six, uh-huh. we all wanted to move forward. And we all wanted nice to, to hear. repair and heal. And so mm-hmm. that's what we did. And there was, you know, there's, there's no shortage of drama, but I, I, uh, I believe, I believe that, but I, but I, but I do think that like, just at a certain point, like things just went too far. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at various points, but, but I think that by the end of the yeah. reunion, it was just sort of like, wow, how did we get here? You know? And I feel like, it, I feel like, yeah. I mean, at least for a view, as a viewer, I always, I was hoping that for season six, it would be some sort of like fresh start in some sort of way and, or reset. And so I'm glad to hear that kind of everyone was on board with that. Oh yeah. There was definitely a fresh start. And then, you know, having our, our new wife, Mia. Mia. That was, that was down the list of questions, Candice. <laughs> yes. Mia is, she's a ball of energy. She's mm-hmm. fresh air. Um, and she's really sweet. Um, she kind of starts out really rocky, like incredibly rocky. So she starts out rocky with that. With, yeah. Okay. With uh-huh. certain people. Okay. With almost everybody. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a way to, that's one way to start. <laughs> yes. It was, I was looking like, what is go, what in the, what is happening in here? So she came in hot. She came in scorching. Okay. Yes. um it just it was really funny to see and uh so I was there for some stuff and then I heard about other things and it's like putting all the pieces together to be like what is going on she said what to whom and why and huh Mm. yeah so but she her life is such a it's like it's like a a storybook it's like wow lifetime movie um and just she doesn't look like what she's been through at all. Mm-hmm. So just to to see her be so, you know, standing firm in who she is and, and being confident. Good for her. Yeah. yeah. And you'll yeah. get to see her story play out. Yeah. Well, Candace, I mean, so she comes in hot with everyone, but it's, see, I mean, when the, when that trailer for the season came out, there was the great salad toss heard around the world. I swear to God, like I'm calling it the salad <laughs> toss, the great salad toss of 2021. There was a back and forth what can you teach for me about how we get to that point oh my gosh it was it was over the river and through the woods it was like a journey like we started out cool and then it was like great and then it was like wait what and then it was like huh and then it was like salad so you just like you almost don't even know how it happened we got there right but it was like it, it wasn't a um it didn't happen like quickly it was very much so like a journey to of, you know, of communication and miscommunication and um, just Mia had to, she, she had to find her place and find her way. 
and learn that, you know, everybody here is successful. Everyone here has had at one point something to prove and right. you, you don't you don't got to do all that girl like mm. we gonna get to know you you go you, your turn is coming you're gonna have your like chance settle down stay. right exactly yeah simmer just simmer yeah. down and and i think you know she she got there but the the there was salad before that there was there was salad before that. undressed <laughs> r.i.p that salad yeah I would, that was i, would, I was literally yeah. gonna, should i ask her if there was dressing on that salad no, did you get the oil out of your clothes okay good no, i thought it wasn't dressed. No, it was dry salad we, we were having i think it was lunch we were having lunch and all you know and and yeah and now we're throwing food in somebody's mm. house well you reacted you defended yourself quickly on that one so that was uh yeah. yes. salad uh yeah. it seems like another big thing of the season is gonna be Giselle and Jamal and then also something that Giselle brings up about Eddie and Wendy or Eddie Eddie's infidelity with went or alleged whatever yeah. it, I don't even know what it was I guess first as somebody who, you're you're great friends with Giselle you know with, with the Jamal of it all how do you think about that and I'm sure you want to be there to support her in some ways through these I mean it's tough she put herself out there to to very publicly get back with him and then obviously you know, as Karen says, he 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 dragged her, and it's yeah. it's really unfortunate. But I'm curious, as her friend, how you sort of think about that for her. Well, you know, it's it's not the easiest to yeah. uh, to be that a friend to Giselle in that way because she can be a little closed off, right? Like totally. she she's the world could be on fire and everything could be crumbling around her, and she's going to be like, it's fine. And she's not, gonna, she's not going to tell you anything about her relationship, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there was, you know, we kind of went through that a little bit where it was clear that there was a little bit of trouble in paradise. And as a friend, you know, I'm going to come to you one-on-one -on -one personally and say, right. hey, are you good? Are you okay? What's happening? And at first she was kind of, you know, giving me the husband, like not, not in a negative way, but just like, uh, yeah, it's we're fine. You know, we're mm. we're probably gonna take a break, and 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 then and then I was like, but what, what a break? Why? Like this is the perfect time to be bumping in the sheets, right? <laughs> Come you, on, we're <laughs> in the quarantine. You can't go anywhere. You might as well lay with the people you know, honey, child. Wait. So you said it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was it was weird that she was at first, you know, kind of just guarded, yeah, guarded, and, and also just giving like very light tidbits about what was going on and okay. and then eventually she did share you know that they they had broken up uh, but they're also just it's weird because they're friends like I mm -hmm. remember years ago like being around her and they're facetiming every five minutes mm -hmm. um he comes up to visit all the time to see the girls um he he was here for, was it her birthday? Not her birthday, um, his birthday. Somebody, no, one of the kids' birthdays, he was here. And there was another holiday that he was here. And it's like, y'all are broken up, but- But they still interact a lot, right? And like, where's he staying? And she's like, mind your business. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it, it's hard to get anything it out of it. It may be a lot of gray area, yeah, for yes, sure. Yes, but she, I mean, they seem to be doing whatever and it seems to be working, mm -hmm. so- so she's doing her thing and she you and you it's kind of like you guys just keep your opinions to your she's kind of like keep your opinion to yourself a little bit yes. right yes. yeah and then but when it comes to the wendy of it all no 
what can you teach me about that? We, I, I think as fans, we don't really know what exactly is said or is repeated by Giselle at that lunch with Ashley, but it seems like it comes to a head between her and, and Wendy in some capacity. What can you sort yeah. of tease to come from that? Um, yeah, that was, that was interesting. Because, yeah. Oh God. Um, so Ashley kind of like comes in and sweeps in and drops this bomb and then leaves. So that was, that was, I was like, what just happened here? And you, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but yeah. the, the rumor seems to be coming from the direction of Ashley and Giselle. I don't know if Wendy knew about it beforehand. I had not heard about this rumor, mm -hmm. um, but Wendy was very angry. And what you see when she's sitting there on, at, on that couch and she's right. like, what you're not gonna do is, we were all looking like, what is going on here? Mm. Like nobody knew what was happening. So wow. that that was intense. And you know, a lot of heated words were exchanged. Naturally, um, yeah. Yeah, in, in those moments. Uh, and it was, it was, it was a lot. And you yeah. know, I, I was pissed. I was like, you know, this is supposed to be like fun girl time. And here comes Ashley and her forehead coming in here, dropping bombs and starting some mess. What, why are we, what are we doing? Candace, I'm curious for you because like you said, you mentioned, and we all know this is that like Ashley was the person that you knew in the group. And yes. you guys have had like more than your fair share of issues in the past. Yes. And are we going to see more of those issues this, this season? Is it more coexisting? Like, where do you guys stand at this at this moment or in this season? Interestingly enough, you there is there are some weird things that will ha that happen between myself and Ashley. Like there's okay. a there is an ebbing and flowing. Um, so maybe some positive vibes between you guys. For like a bit. for like two minutes, and then I'll take it. <laughs> you know, who knows what happens after that? It was, okay. It's definitely weird. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it is about you guys that is, it's kind of like oil and water. Oil and water. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's, I think it's that. I think that, you know, we, we just have differing opinions on how to breathe. It's just, mm -hmm. we are, we are just very different. And I think we just butt heads. And I think there are just things that have happened that, I, I guess we both are not able to let go of. In my personal opinion, I have a real reason to not let go of some things, but I'm, she's entitled to her feelings. Right. Um, and it's just, it just makes for a very contentious relationship. It does. It does. I mean, it just, it's, it's, it ends up, it's maybe it's because on the surface, you guys have a lot in common, but you actually aren't. Right. That's in some ways you're not that similar either. So it's, it's yeah. sort of like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just interesting because you'd think that on the surface that you guys would get along, but you, you know, it, it makes for good TV, I have to say. So, yeah, no, I think it was funny. I, I was talking to, to one of our producers and, you know, when, when you have new girls come onto the show, they obviously like postulate and say like, oh, we think that this person would get along with this person. Mm -hmm. And they, they, we, we still talk about how crazy it is that Ashley and I butt heads in the beginning mm -hmm. and that I gravitated toward Karen. Right. Like that was, it's, they still talk about how weird that is and how no one saw that coming. And that's, that to me is what, what makes these shows so great is that like, yeah. 
the the, the relationships are ever changing, ever flowing between each other, yeah. and like you know, one what what happens one season might affect what happens the next season, but it also might yeah. be the complete opposite. So it's like, and you you know that best. So it's like. Oh, <laughs> You just never know what you're gonna get. You never know. You never know. You kind of alluded to this earlier, but I'm curious, just like as somebody who's so in it, obviously you're you're on the show with with six other women, and I think we've seen it in last. We saw it last season. We also saw it in past seasons where like the blogs and the social media of it all gets. Re- it sort of like heightens the narrative during the season, and then we go into the reunion, and it sort of like takes it to the next level. And I'm curious, like for you not specific to last season, because I think it's happened with like some of the Ashley and Michael stuff. Like it's really, the, the media plays a different role in this show, I think in particular versus other Housewives franchises in different ways. Yeah. What's it like for you being in that and like dealing with, it's almost like this a- a extra like X factor on the show, you know, and it's almost like an eighth cast member, like the blogs, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm just curious how, what it's like for you to, to kind of navigate that, I guess. So the blogs, didn't bother me and they weren't a thing for me until season five yeah um prior to that you know i i respected what they did it's like okay your your job you're selling ads is how you eat fine (laughs) yeah but i also had not experienced like blatant lies before Mm -hmm. um so then when that became the game it was it, it became this, you know, this, this huge point of contention for me that contributed greatly to, you know, my, me feeling like I was going crazy mm-hmm. um, because people do listen to what the blogs say. And they, a lot of times uh, people will take the blogs as the gospel. People that don't even watch the show will follow the show um, in some of the blogs. And, you know, they're not journalists per se, uh, but as a journalism major, someone who studied mm-hmm. college, I still think that you have a responsibility to uphold some level of integrity in right. what you print, what of you say. And I feel like that is sometimes thrown to the wayside to in in place of sensationalism and just mm. wanting to be like overly bombastic. Get the and, right, yeah, exactly. Yes, right, right. And there are ways to, you know, get the headline and have like that, 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 uh, clickbait, if you will, mm-hmm. without just blatantly lying. Yeah. And for sure. there have been some really horrible things said about almost all of us. Yeah. All of you, um, yeah. It's, and it this, it's, it's incredibly rough. Um, and I think this season, Wendy experienced that, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I got really upset. I don't, I mean, they will probably cut it out, but Cause I got really upset. Hmm. Um, and I, I, I kind of, I was triggered. Like people talk or joke all the time about being triggered by things. The conversation that was being had where Wendy was, you know, admonishing Giselle mm-hmm. um, triggered me because I remember how I felt hearing things and reading things that totally. were just, totally untrue mm-hmm. and here we have you know we're, we're talking about a blog on our show that's trying to ruin a family right by the way the rumors the Osefo rumors I believe are untrue they are untrue if you ask me but you know it, it, it can be it can be the most outlandish lie it's right but, it, but it's, it's still gonna make it in and it's gonna right. be out there and that's what, yeah. that's what I feel like it's so tough for you guys to like 
work through because it's it's your it's your real lives and so yes. I think and people you know, forget that we become absolutely characters. yeah yeah absolutely um you know a, a way escapism for people mm -hmm. yeah so which in which in some ways works but which in some ways works but right. But you have to come back to, to we're on a reality exactly. show and it's these are real yes. people and so yeah, yes. I'm, yeah well i'm glad that you were there for wendy even though it was a tough yeah. thing for you to sort of re-experience it, it sounds like yeah. you really back her up in the situation and so i think that's that's really oh, yeah. nice to hear yeah oh totally. yeah and that yeah. i mean i love that you call the blogs our our seventh or eighth cast eight cast member yeah. it kind of is it sucks but it kind of is <laughs> that cast member we just we want to kick her off she gets the villain she's edit. <laughs> yeah she, she gets the villain edit this season get her totally. out of here <laughs> and Candace, before we wrap there's two other things i want to ask you about one is like this is the first season of potomac which is again all women of color that has yeah. been filmed since june of 2020 when there was the big racial reckoning in our country and i mean this is the, the world was changed after that month of and and I'm curious for you, I mean, like on the reunion, we had that whole debate about colorism, which I think was groundbreaking in and of itself to, to, to be talking about that on, on national television in such an open way. Like, I'm curious how you thought, how you thought about filming the show in that capacity. Like, do, do you, because you guys are such a great representation for people and it's mm -hmm. the, the, the space that you guys hold in pop culture is so specific and so rare. And we, we also had some great conversations last year, but that was before kind of what would happen right. in the country, country wide. Yeah. And so I'm curious how, how you think about, I don't know, like, like your, your position that's really high profile and, and you're on these shows that you are representing people, whether that's fair or not, like that's just, that's kind of what it is. And yeah. I don't know, I would just love to hear you talk about that because again, this is the first season since, since last June. Yeah, yeah, it's, um it's it really puts it in perspective when you think about it like yeah. that. but you know what's funny is that i have always talked about race i've always for sure um been someone who wasn't afraid to broach conversations around colorism around, mm -hmm. around race around issues with marginalized groups as a whole absolutely and it's, it's what's so funny is that I remember a couple of years ago, I was, I was kind of new on the show and, you know, I, I would say whatever about, you know, black people, whatever, you know, just, I, I speak about race as it's, as if it's a part of my everyday life, because it is, I can't right. take off my skin. I can't <clears throat> conceal who I am. And, and I would get backlash. People would say, why are you always talking about race? Mm. Why are you always making things about race? It's not always about black and white. And it's so funny now that I have those same conversations and I, I talk about those same things on my platform and I'm, I get praise for it or right. people are retweeting it and adding you know, their two cents to what I said. And I just, I think that that's a testament to where we are as a society, which is a good thing, mm -hmm. um, but it also just underscores how far we have to go that we're in 2021 mm -hmm. uh we've had a black president we have a now black and asian female vice president there's so much progress but there's still so much that needs to be understood yeah um, and i think that you know george floyd's death was certainly a catalyst for change and a catalyst for 
the Black Lives Matter movement to continue to grow and swell in a positive mm-hmm. way. But there, you know, there are still those people out there that are so uncomfortable by the thought of having conversations about totally. uh, just being black and and the fact that my blackness makes you uncomfortable is a conversation that needs to be had. Mm-hmm. Or me talking about my black experience that making you uncomfortable, that's a conversation that we need to have. Yeah. Um, and and we shouldn't be afraid to to continue talking about those things. And I'm I'm grateful that, you know, I'm I'm on a network that is not afraid to have those conversations and not afraid to, you know, throw a monkey wrench in the situation by changing changing things up and and having those difficult conversations in the forms of forums, um, having those hard conversations in the form of, you know, adding new blood, uh, mm-hmm. intelligent and beautiful and not afraid to shake the table to, to casts. Yeah. Um, Ebony K. Williams is a perfect example of that. Um, Bershawn Shaw is joining New York very yeah, soon. Yeah, I can't wait for her. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. she's, I've, I've met her a couple of times and she's so sweet. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited her well I think it's interesting you bring up Ebony because like what you said earlier which is like why does everything have to be about race why does everything have to be about race and that's something that I see people keep saying about Ebony on on Roni and it's like Mm -hmm. like you just said it's part of her life and it's not it's not her just bringing it up because to create issue it's her bringing it up because it's her part of her life and it's part of and so I think she's a perfect example of what you just said and I think that it's people watching these shows need to get used to these conversations and I think it's um yeah, yeah. The gag is, you know, it's it's an issue for you because you don't have to live it every day. Yeah. But as as a, a black woman, a black person who has to live in this skin every day, I can't turn it off. Yeah. So, you know, it's I'm um, I'm sorry that it makes you uncomfortable, but get over it. This is stop watching if you don't want it. Yeah, you don't want to right. listen like, but also no. I hope you keep watching because you need right. to learn. So there's something there's something to learn. And I think yeah, absolutely. We, even as, as people of color, we have to be cognizant of the fact that at the end of the day, we want, what we'll, your intention should be, is to educate in a positive way so that we can mm-hmm. continue to move forward as a society, a global society that is accepting uh, of, of one another as humans yeah. and, and yeah. removing the racial piece um, as a whole. Yeah. And I think I, I just love, like you said, that Bravo is, so, it's in terms of television, in terms of cable TV, in terms of reality TV, you guys are really at the forefront of, of, of some of this change. So I think it's, it's, it's really awesome. And I think the past year has been a big change one for, for Bravo, but I think it's yeah. all for the better. And so I'm just excited about what's to come and yeah. to, to end, to end on one thing that I like can't stop thinking about. It's like living rent free in my head is the Telfar photo shoot that you guys did for his uh, collaboration. Candace, like, like when that, when that dropped, because I remember see, like some like some stuff leaked like from like like there were there were like yeah. blurry photos of you guys like 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 in the big group photo, and I was right. like we were ever nobody knew what it was right. And then when when that in style shoot dropped, I was just like, what is this? No, I was just like I, I was I was at a loss for words. Yeah, like I mean again, it's it's probably like the kind of similar to like the Nikki and Rihanna conversation we had at the beginning of this yeah. interview, which was like probably just surreal. Probably like how did I get to this point? Yes. All just briefly tell me about that and also did everyone behave themselves on set I hope they did <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so yeah so t- first of all Telfar is the kindest person you will ever meet he's so mm-hmm. sweet his energy is just so calm and 
just he's he's a nice person and he's been in this industry for years so to see him to now be you know getting all of this notoriety and to be seen partnering with ugg and to have this feature in in style and the fact that he chose us uh to debut um his his new line is in it's it's just it's such an honor yeah um and and that's where I was for the whole, I think we were all in that space for the whole day. Good, it was just good. so surreal to, to, to be there and, and to have the, everything for us, that it was all for us. I, when I saw the, cause they didn't, they didn't tell us when it was dropping. I it think just dropped. Yeah, it was dropped. And I woke up and I, my phone was blowing up like, oh my God. And I'm so, and I just, I laid in the bed, just like gagging, like, yeah, it, because it just looked so good. It and looks insane. And like you, you, you're in particular, kind of, you have like a power pose in that big group, in that big yeah. group shot. Like you're right there. Like, I think, yeah, whatever. It's, it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah, no, Giselle it, in the blonde wig. Like, oh my on. God, it was giving Daenerys, like all just giving very much Game of Thrones vibes. <gasps> yes. uh, yeah. No, we were all happy to be there. There was no drama, even, you know, between people that you would think there'd be drama with. Everybody was just so excited to be on set and everybody was so nice on set and just making sure that we were good. Um, We were in these two, these two huge mansions that were right next door to each other. So they were just sort of shuttling (laughs) us back and forth between these mansions. Um, And I think we were close to Potomac where where we Uh shot. So we, we were just in hog heaven. Like we were, they were feeding us and you know, giving us champagne and we're, we're being carted around and they're taking our pictures. That's like, like that's like next level, like, right. like treat, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like treatment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we all I'm had obsessed. a time. Yeah. Yeah. It was oh my great. God. Well, Candace, it was so fun to catch up and get to talk to you. And I'm just so excited for you guys to come back and be on our screens every week. I know Potomac comes back on Sunday, July 11th, and it's going to be a 75 minute episode, which is another plus at 8 PM. So we we're love it. We love that. Um, yes, but, but after after people listen to this, where can people follow you? Where can people hear your music? Do your plugs that you just do. Yes, so you can follow me if you dare on Twitter <laughs> um, at Candy Gal C A N D E E G A L on Instagram at Candy Gal zero nine. Uh, my website candacediller.com. My new single drops on July eleventh. There'll be a pre order available on July second. Okay. So look out for that. And the album is coming sometime in August. So wow, look for all the things. Up. We're giving you visuals. We're giving you levels. We're giving you real music that I'm really proud of. It's giving you R&B. It's giving you some pop, some rock, all the things that you need in your life. She can do it all, you guys. <laughs> well, Candace, it was so fun to talk to you. And um, hopefully I'll see, I will see you soon. You will see down me in soon, DC, down, yes. down in the Potomac. So uh, thank you so much. Yeah. Bye, Candace. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. We'll talk to you next time.